You're listening to Under the Sun Podcast. Get ready for interviews with guests that are experts and enthusiasts in all kinds of fields and topics where we discuss a little bit of everything. Everything? Everything. What about everything? You heard it, folks. Nothing is off limits. If it's under the sun, we're talking about it. Ready to have your mind melted? And now, the dawn of discourse, the connoisseur of conversation, the chief of chit-chat, your host, Evan Dixon. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Hello, hello there, you beautiful, sexy motherfuckers. What's up, and how are you doing? How you doing, huh? How is your fantastic Monday, December 6th going? How's it going, huh? Are y'all having just a fantastic Monday? Are Mondays your favorite day? Do y'all have sexy time with the ladies and your significant other? Do you go shopping at the mall? Do you have school? Let me know. I want to know how is your Monday going? Mine is going good, right? What did I do today? Well, I didn't go to class, first of all, so I have a 5.30 class that I was just not going to go to. Um, We have two classes left, and it's just one of those classes where it really doesn't pertain to something that is even significantly important, like just anything. So I just, I chose to lift instead, but I also chose to get homework done. I did about four hours of homework, so I didn't waste it. But I'm doing really good in that class, and I thought I could just, I can take an absence because there are other classes I need to work on. So I lifted today. As always, Mondays and Thursdays are leg day, which is why I release podcasts on Monday and Thursday because those are just the worst days of the week for me. Like, they really are. So I usually put out podcasts to make your guys' day better because when I listen to podcasts on Monday and Thursday, it makes my day just a little bit better. And also, uh, I thought I'd do a quick 60th episode for you guys. Holy shit. 60 episodes. How about that? And I even skipped like a week, I think. So I very much apologize for uh, just leaving the scene. Uh, The moment we got back from Thanksgiving break, I had... Just a lot of work that was piled on me, and I really had to get it done. And I think at least for one of the days, not both, but one of the days, there was just no way in hell I was going to fit a podcast in. Like, I was that busy. Unless I stayed up an extra hour at, like, 1 a.m., and then I would have been miserable the next day. So, I do apologize, but I miss you guys so much, and I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to do Under the Sun 60th episode. Holy shitballs. And I will say I'm going to start getting guests around when uh, I get on break because it's just I got too much on my plate right now to even coordinate with someone that can do a podcast. And that's pretty hard in itself. Like me being a busy guy, that person being a busy person, it's pretty, excuse me, it's kind of hard to find just an opening. Like, either they're open and I'm not, or I'm open and they're not. And it's just complicated. So once I go on break, I'm going to start getting some more guests for you guys. So with that being December 6th today, how close are you guys to finals, huh? 
You guys got one more week. You got two more weeks. You got three more weeks. Hopefully not three, but probably two. I don't know. Uh, I get done on December 14th, I want to say. So I am less than 10 days out. I am eight days away from being on break. Thank God, which is also why I've been missing some podcasts. I'm trying to power through the semester. I'm trying to finish strong so I don't have to stress about it because there's been times where I've been in school and I just have a grade that's really on the line and going through finals is just the most stressful thing ever. Thankfully, thankfully, I'm doing pretty good in all my classes. Biology is kind of the one I'm iffy about, which is why I skipped class today. Like I did four hours of biology work and I thought it was very beneficial and I got my grade up to an amount that I'm not happy with but it's a lot better than my previous grade so you know being being a nurse going through all these science classes is going to be a real fucking bitch uh (laughs) I'm like barely going to squeak by in this biology class and then I have to take chemistry oh my god guys I'm going to have to come up with a new system because if I am barely going to squeak by in biology, I'm going to fucking fail chemistry. Like, if it, wasn't, if it wasn't for the pandemic, I probably would have failed chemistry in 2020. And it was the beginning chem class. And since we went to online, you know, you can just pretty much look up answers and cheat, right? Like, fucking, my hands are dirty. Like, put me in jail. Everyone fucking cheats when it comes to online classes, okay? And if you hadn't, you're a fucking liar, all right? <laughs> But I went to basically every biology class. Like, I took really great notes. And when it just comes to taking the test, I shit the bed. Like, I've gotten just at, like, I think all of them were like 70%. So, biology has just been a bitch. I tried Quizlet. I tried writing down, like, flashcards to study. But, like, I think, because I think I'm taking chem next semester. God forbid. Um, Let me ask you this. Why is it that whenever you take a science class, you have to take a lab with it? It is just so useless. And you know what? I hate to say it probably was beneficial for the lab, but not as much as I thought it would be, you know? But the idea that you have to take a lab along with this core class is just freaking redonkulous. I understand if it's like a level 300 class or something, but it's introduction to chemistry. And of course, I'm just saying this because I don't want to take the lab because I had just a shitty experience with lab this year because I I took biology. So that meant I had to take a lab and it was on Fridays, which was it's just a bummer. Like Fridays are the worst day in my life since like the beginning of August. Why? Because the lab is three hours like it's a constant grind like there's not really time for a break There's not even time to for your mind to wander off anywhere You have to be attention if you if you like look out the window for three seconds Like she probably explained 50 minutes worth of shit and you're like, oh god, where are we now, right? So three hours of that and then I have to go to a 10 to 11 hour shift in two hours to work And it's just it's like 15 to 16 hours of just grinding and grinding and grinding and it's the hardest thing ever and I also learned this semester that uh, MSU and CU Denver and the Colorado Community College they don't have school on Fridays so I'm there so whenever I show up to school on Friday and there's just no one there I feel like a freaking idiot 
I just feel stupid. I didn't know that was a thing because that wasn't a thing at Western Colorado. You go from Monday to Friday and you usually have classes on all those days and they're usually evenly distributed. But it's just it's happening at like every school now that apparently you just have Fridays off. And this is totally making sense now. This is why people at Boulder and big colleges party on Thursday night because they don't have school the next day. Like I literally did not ring a bell for me until I literally got put into this situation of school on Friday for college students is just not a thing. So when I still need to register for classes, I've been trying to holds and stuff, but I, I got the holds off. So I just need to talk to my advisor and be like, so, you know, I'm going to be a nurse. Tell me what I need to take. So I'm going to do that. But by the, I'm crossing my heart, hope to die. Like I am making a vow to God right now to you guys that I will not be taking a class next semester on a Friday. It's not happening. Absolutely not. Especially with working at the bar. Like working at the bar Friday night wouldn't be so bad if I didn't have to just grind three hours and then it takes an hour to get home. And then I get like two hours, which I usually try to nap. And then I just feel worse. Like, are, are you guys one of those people where you take a nap and then you just feel more tired? You feel more groggy. You feel worse as when you first took the nap. That's how I feel. And then I have to chug like two energy drinks, which so isn't good for you. But, you know, I have a duty and I have to complete it. So, so there's that. But I am very excited to get these classes out of the way. I wasn't a huge fan of them just because... It, there's still a bunch of gen eds so like it, they they didn't perceive my major at all like they weren't anything i was interested in like and i'm passing them all which is nice like i'm not complaining but i want to take classes that i'm actually interested in and i don't want to take a class where i have to be there on friday and like like this this semester was just not my favorite in terms of classes and you know what that's just that's how college works you know you sometimes you have some good classes sometimes you have some city classes sometimes you just have a shitty schedule altogether where they're all on this day or something you you know what i mean but i'm gonna finish this semester with my head high and once i do i'm gonna go get drunk with my friend because i earned it she earned it if you pass all your classes you are very much entitled to a drink and that's what I'm going to do because I've been off the horse lately. Like I haven't really been drinking that much. So, so I think I'm going to treat myself once I pass my classes. Uh, so it's December, right? This is my first podcast in December. Have you guys, have you guys done your Christmas shopping yet? Do you have it done? Huh? I have not started and I do need to buy for, of course, a lot of people. So I am just so bad at shopping, especially when you have parents that like they just have this one interest, but you keep getting them a gift that pertains to that interest every year. And then you want to switch it up, but you don't know what to get. Like I always get my mom candles. I get her lotion. I get my dad like a, a biking shirt or something like a snowboarding shirt. Like they're really easy. Some of my family members are really easy to shop for until you feel bad for getting them the same thing every year. At least I feel bad because then I don't I don't want them to think that I'm not trying, you know? Like, I love my family with all my heart, and I just want the best gifts for them, right? They deserve it. And it's just hard coming up with new stuff. And I Snapchat my friend yesterday, and she didn't know what to get her father. And I, I don't know how I came up with this, but I was like, yo, make a homemade gift. Like, if you're creative and you're the artsy-fartsy type... The homemade gift shows that you really put in dedication, you put in the work, and you save money. Like, it's 
I want to do that. I just don't know what I do because I'm not artsy fartsy. I'm terrible at drawing. I like I can. Here's the best art I can do: pull out a coloring book and I can color within the lines. <laughs> That's seriously like the best I can do. Like, yeah, I can't knit. I I can't draw. Like, I remember I tried to get good at drawing the Superman symbol because, well, you guys already know that. Um, and even then, I couldn't even get good at it. It's the most, like, you, you got to make a shield that has five lines on it. So it's a, oh, my God, a pentagon, right? But it doesn't look like a pentagon, but it's a five-shaped figure. And then you put an S into it. And then you just color it. <laughs> and I just couldn't do it. Like, I literally pull up a picture of the most basic one you can look at. Because there are some Superman shields that do get pretty complicated and they're hard to draw. But the most basic one. And I couldn't do it. And you, and then I look at the picture, and then I look at what I drew, and I'm like, this is, that ain't it, Chief. So, I don't know. If you guys are artsy-fartsy, do, like, some at-home creative gifts, because I think that's what, that, that's something that I would want as a father. Like, if I had a kid and he literally drew squiggly lines, he's like, I love my daddy. Shit, way better than anything that he could have, you know, pretend to buy me. You know what's funny is that... <laughs> We all pretend that kids buy gifts for their parents, but it it's really just their money that they gave to the kids so they can buy the gift. <laughs> I just, I want to ask a parent, you know, like, so you do, know, like, I'm sure they know that, like, it's their own money that's going towards their own gift, but you gave your child the money to do it. And at least the child had to put in some thought, like they went out to shop for it. So I think that's all the parents care about, but I just think it's funny. They're, they're literally paying for their own gift that their child's going to get. <laughs> so funny. Oh, because that just happens all the time. When I was a kid, when I didn't have a job and I was like 12 years old and my grandpa's like, so what are you getting your mom? And I'm like, I don't know, grandpa. I don't have any money. He's like, well, I'll give you some money and then you can go buy your mom a gift. And then I did. And then she got the gift. And I just was wondering what I was going through a mindset like, hmm, who gave me the money for that? Because me and your dad divorced four years ago. So it must have been grandpa, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Does it even feel like winter to you guys at all? Because um, it doesn't for me. Because last week it was 70 degrees. I wore an ugly sweater to school last Thursday. And it was 70 degrees and I was burning up. I felt like I was in California. Or, no, not really because... All the grass is green. There's still leaves on the trees. There's like palm trees and shit. So I guess it felt like Colorado, but in September, just without all the leaves and everything's dead. That's what it felt like to me. It like I was listening, like I started listening to Christmas music. It's my favorite Christmas song by far. Linus and Lucy, Charlie Brown. It's so just God. I want to learn how to play piano. I got a piano a year ago for Christmas. Haven't touched. Well, I touched it like for the first week I had it. And then, of course, I didn't because learning piano is way harder than I thought. Well, no, I knew it was hard. But for some unknown reason, I thought I could get past the whole. Oh, yeah, it's not that hard. Like, just you need to learn. And no, you're done. You're done. <laughs> no, you need to get a teacher. I tried to teach myself on YouTube. I tried this online class. It was Mm-mm. 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 No, no, no. Like, granted, it's nice that you don't have to warm your car up every morning. Or, you know, I have like a 15-minute walk 
to my furthest class on Fridays, which is the biology lab. Like, that would suck if it was cold and snowing, but I, I really wish it would rather be snowing and be cold because I'm not really in the Christmas spirit. We haven't put up our Christmas decorations, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I was going to do it yesterday because no one else is going to do it if I don't do it, So, which is why they haven't been up yet. So I'm the one that's going to have to do it, like every year. But, like, how else are you supposed to get in the spirit? Colorado's weather isn't doing it for me. Dressing up in an ugly sweater and listening to Christmas music isn't exactly doing it for me. But again, that's because of the weather. I'll tell you what also isn't putting me in the spirit is not having any Star Wars around this year. Every year since December of 2015, we've had a major Star Wars movie to look forward to. That comes out around December 15th, December 17th, December 25th, whatever it might be. And I'm like, Star Wars really puts me in the holiday mood. That's how you know the snow is falling, it's getting cold, and this is the one thing you get to, you've been looking forward to since the teaser trailer that came out in April, right? And now that there's no Star Wars this year, was there Star Wars last? Yeah, yeah, we had The Mandalorian season two last year. Now that this is the first, like, Christmas that we're not gonna have Star Wars, like, the book of Boba Fett which is the newest Star Wars show that's coming out, which is about, of course, Boba Fett, is coming out December 28th. So technically, I still get the winter thing, but I really wish it would come out, like, December 15th. Like, give me the first two episodes on December 15th, and then I'd be happy. I think I'm going to rewatch The Mandalorian again, just to get into the Christmas mood, because it's something that really just boosts my mood. And I, you know, I was looking at Lego sets today. I think I'm going to get a Lego set and I think it's going to be the Mandalorian ship. I want to get the giant Star Destroyer that's in, excuse me, episode five, The Empire Strikes Back that Darth Vader is on, you know, that's like 4,500 pieces, but it's 600 bucks. I remember I put that on my list last year, which is just so ridiculous. I think one of these days I'm going to get that, ladies and gentlemen. Mark my words, I am going to get that Lego ship. Just not right now because I I have the money to buy it right now, I will tell you. But I just, I can't spend $600 on a Lego set right now. Like, I, I'm not that guy yet. I probably will be, but I'm going to get the Mandalorian set probably. And it's his ship, you know. And it comes with the baby Yoda, of course. And it's like a th- it's like twelve hundred pieces. It's like a hundred and twenty bucks. Really not that bad. But I've been wanting a Lego set ever since I got infected with COVID back in January because I was just so bored. But there's something about Lego sets that are very therapeutic, right? Like I haven't done one in easily ten years, but they're so much fun. And I'm just thinking like I'm gonna invite like a friend over we're gonna drink a little bit and we're gonna watch the mandalorian while putting this thing together like doesn't that just sound like fun oh that sounds like a great time i will admit i am very excited to see uh spider-man no way home that's coming out december 17th i want to say i got tickets for the day before like i always do so i'm going to see it december 16th with my friend sam so we'll probably do a review on that Because then I can get a guest on here, and I love talking to Sam. Sam's so easy to talk to, just because we have so much in common. He loves sports. He's a nerd. I'm a nerd. I love sports. It's it's a whole thing. 
I will say, though, well, Evan, like, you have Marvel. Isn't that, like, filling your Star Wars void around this Christmas time? No, it's not. It's kind of close just because you guys know how No Way Home's going to be. It's going to be full of nostalgia, just kind of like Star Wars is, which is why I love it so much. Like, it fills you with nostalgia when you were a kid. This one's going to do the same thing because it's bringing back all the Spider-Man villains and the previous Spider-Man, so we think. I'm pretty sure they are. Like, it's got to be confirmed at this point. So, that's definitely going to be fun. Won't fill my Star Wars void, though. So, with that, I do want to get into what I want to talk about today, because we're already 20 minutes in, and I wanted to make this 30 minutes. So, first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, sports betting. This is something I'm going to get into, because I work at a sports bar, and I'm just tired of... There's a lot of bettors that go to the sports bar, and they're only... They're physically there just to make more bets and, like, fill their addiction, but also see if they win or lose that bet. And there's this one guy who I won't name, who literally just, from play to play, he he just has such an emotional reaction to it, because it either helps him or it hurts him. And it's just, it's really bad when we see him lose. Like, he gets, he doesn't get, like, violently angry, but he gets fucking sad about it. But if he wins, he's a happy man. And it's just, I don't know. For a guy that's never bet in his life, I want to start getting into this. I want to go to the fucking casinos, man. Like, I've been waiting, I'm waiting for my friends to turn 21 so I can go to the casinos and experience the whole blackjack and poker thing because I've only done it in small bits and pieces. And when I mean very sm- when I mean small, I mean very small. Like I probably played blackjack 5 times in my life. The last time I played was probably after prom of senior junior senior year, right? Last time I played poker was probably January. Uh, no, I guess I guess we played in the summer. We played once in the summer. But this is something that I would like to get into. Like obviously I like, I don't want to develop an addiction. I don't think I will. But it's something that, you know, it can be a new hobby. Like, it's a new way to go out with friends and have fun. And that's something that I want to do. And also, I'm tired of hearing about the lingo of betting. And I just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Every time this guy at the bar who's really big on betting, he's, he, he, he's, like, he's like, yeah, man, my over-under is this and that. And, you know, the spread's this and that. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? I kind of feel bad for not knowing anything about betting. Like, when I say I don't know anything, I don't know anything. Here's all I know about betting, which doesn't even make sense to me. If a team is projected to win, they have a negative number in front of them. Like, it's a negative 200 or a negative... I don't think it's 200. Isn't it like 7.5, right? And then people say, like, they're over under 7.5. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And also, I want to make this the rest of this NFL season fun because both of our both of my teams are out of the playoffs. They stink. They suck. And there's just there's no point in watching them anymore. I haven't watched the Giants in two weeks. I haven't watched the Broncos. I watched the Broncos last week, but I didn't watch them last night. Lose to fucking Kansas City. What? A, I mean, I didn't expect much, but I at least expected them getting the fucking end zone. But they didn't. <sighs> But yeah, I'm going to start getting into this betting thing. Like, I'm going to watch a YouTube app. A, oh, Jesus, a YouTube app. <laughs> so let's try that again. I'm going to watch a YouTube video on how betting works and what the numbers mean. Because I want to know how this shit works. And I felt bad for not knowing how it works, but how would I? Like, no one ever explained it to me. This is something you don't learn in school. So this is something you got to teach yourself. So that's what I'm going to do. 
I know you can do like parlays. You can bet on how many yards a certain player throws or gets or a certain score. I do know that one. That's a pretty popular one at the bar. So I'm probably going to bet on just scores to start off. Like I bet this team or this game's going to have 50 points in it. And then I'll probably start choosing winners. But I don't want to choose how many yards somebody's going to get because I don't watch football enough to start betting on that. Uh, like I could with the Giants or someone that's playing the Giants because their defense sucks. I guess there's a couple players I could do. Like I bet OBJ would probably get like 50 yards and like a touchdown. At least he used to. I don't know how he did yesterday. I know he got a touchdown. Cooper Cup, I mean, that's that's a pretty solid one. He's probably going to score a TD in a given game along with 50 yards again, like maybe even 60. Cooper Cup's a fucking monster. And he's white. Like, I'm not being racist, but how many exceptional white players do you see in the NFL now that aren't quarterbacks or kickers? You know what I mean? So it's just interesting to see how good he is. And he's not black. <laughs> I promise I'm not being racist. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm reading the playing field. And everyone, like most of, like it's, it's the same thing with NBA, how everyone's like a Russian or they're fucking like black. So it's, it's just the demographic of sports has changed. And I don't care. I'm all for it. Like they're very fucking talented and I love seeing it. So. I don't know why I ever apologize for thinking that I'm racist. That's definitely not racist. That's seriously just pointing out a fact. I'm just... With so many people that I see canceled these days for just some unknown reason, whenever I say anything that's touchy, like I'm very scared of just saying anything because it's going to get taken the wrong way either way, you know? Like if you just talk about transgender people like like even if you just say the word the next word that comes out of your mouth after transgender like you're probably just going to get canceled for it and it's it's just ridiculous like we're silencing people that shouldn't have to be silenced like it's one thing if you are racist it's one thing if you are trans or transphobic homophobic fat phobic like whatever it might be it's one thing if you are but some people just aren't or maybe they were 10 fucking years ago like literally a decade ago when they had hair or you know when they were in college being a fucking idiot and they sent like a drunk tweet or something and then they get canceled for it 10 years later like it's it's, it's just fucking ridiculous i mean i'm not talking about john gruden i mean john gruden definitely deserved to get canceled but i'm you know what? i'm i'm not gonna get into this big can of worms because I usually do with my guests every time because we're like, oh shit, we're going to get canceled. We said the words transgender. We're fucked. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start betting on football before it ends because once football does end, I'm probably not going to bet on anything because like I said, uh, I said I was going to get into um, hockey and uh, NBA basketball. And have I? Nope. Not one bit. You know, it's nice being working at a sports bar so you kind of get filled in on some games. Like, I've been watching a lot more college football recently, which is good. So, you know what? We're making baby steps. Baby steps, Evan. Let's fucking go, baby. So the last thing I want to wrap this podcast up with is NFTs, a.k.a. non-fungible tokens. And the way this got brought up to me is it's an Instagram page I follow. 
And I've been following them for years. I just can't remember what page they were before they changed their name. So they changed their name to Community NFTs. And they were some very popular meme page before they got into this. Because one, there's 59 mutual followers of this page. So it must have been some big page that just did funny memes. And two, I would never follow a page that has to do with NFTs because I barely knew what the fuck it was, nor did I ever give a shit what it was until they started just posting meme after meme after meme about NFTs. So I want to talk about it, what it is, why it's relevant, or if, and just get into that whole arena to educate you guys, but to also educate myself. And because I like hearing myself talk. So let's get, and (laughs) let me sound like a YouTuber real quick. And with that, let's get into this. (laughs) I I, I seriously hate it when YouTubers do that. It's like every single one of them like, all right, guys, with that, uh, please give me a like and subscribe. And with that, let's get into this. (laughs) Let's get into this. Go fuck yourself. If you guys are liking this content, please leave a five-star like and subscribe to my channel. It really helps it out. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I understand why they do it. It's more money for them, but shut the fuck up. Or at least come up with a better way to say it, you know? Uh, Okay, I'm sorry. NFT stands for non-fungible token, and what that means is that It's very unique and it cannot be replaced with something else. So, for example, a Bitcoin is fungible. You can trade one for another Bitcoin and you have exactly the same thing. Now, let's say you have like a trading card that's one of a kind. This is non-fungible. If you traded it for a different card, you'd have something completely different. Like, let's say you have a 1925 signed Babe Ruth card and you trade it for like a like a rookie card of some unknown player, like Robert Griffin III. Even if you trade it for a Mike Trout card, like it wouldn't be the same amount of money, right? Like the the Babe Ruth card would be exceptionally more expensive than the Mike Trout card. So basically, like I said, a non-fungible token is something unique and it can't exactly be traded. So what are some other examples of NFT or... What's he, what even is an NFT? So basically, an NFT can be anything digital, such as like digital art or music. But mainly, what, what I can gather from this is that most of them are just digital art. I read a couple articles on the internet, and yeah, so it's basically digital art collecting. And for example, there was some user who will not be named who bought a $390,000 50-second video by Grimes. I don't know who Grimes is. I'm just looking at the top-paid NFTs, and it's these are all just fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm looking at the picture right now, and it's just a, it's a fat person, and at least it's really detailed, you know, but it's got, like, a fat guy that's naked. He's passed out in the park, and, it, and he's got a lot of, like, graffiti from what I can tell that's just painted and written on him like eat shit like Trump 2024 loser in red uh I see dork on here I see poor boy you know at least it's really like detailed like it looks pretty fucking real looks like something you would see out of a video game 
or gifts, for example. This gift sold for $3,600, and it's a, it's a Gucci ghost is what people are calling it. It looks like the Snapchat ghost, but you have the Gucci logo in it, and then instead of you know the two white eyes that you see in the Snapchat logo, they're just Gucci logos backwards. So I guess that's kind of cool, but for $3,600... Go fuck yourself. And it says right here that the current owner is asking for $16,300 now. And I know Gucci's expensive, but this is a digital GIF. So I'll show you guys one more example of a very expensive NFT, and then I'll get into like my opinions about them. So I'm going to hold back my opinion for now. So this NFT was created by Logan Paul, and it is called the the trap card and it's basically it looks like a pokemon card of logan paul and it has like all the stats on it like it says 220 hp he has a dynamic punch and it's all in like black and metallic silver kind of like the raiders colors and it's literally just a digital card that he made himself and he sold it for 20 fucking thousand dollars holy christmas so I want to circle back to the entire reason I want to talk about NFTs. It's because this Instagram page that used to be a meme page is now all about NFTs. And he keeps putting in all of his posts, he posts like probably once or twice a day, that you can go buy his NFTs in his fucking um, bio, which are just his memes. He's selling his memes as NFTs. I don't know for how much. I want to say it's like $3 or something. But it's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Who would buy a meme for $3? You're not even the creator of it. You're just buying it for what? And it's this is what's crazy about NFTs is that some things can just get really popular for no reason. Like, I, I haven't talked about this since I had Jack on, but how about the guy that sold an invisible um, sculpture for $18,000, right? Like, the world is bonkers enough. That people will fucking buy anything. So I've got to say I don't blame people for trying to do this. But I will say I'm just baffled that people are paying $20,000 for digital art. And this is exactly why. Because physical art collecting is very special. Why? Because it's one of a kind. And it is the only copy where you can get the original. Every other... Like, let's look at the Mona Lisa. There's only one Mona Lisa, right? But you can make thousands of copies of them. But they're worthless. Why? Because they're copies. And here with NFTs, they are all digital art. And I looked up in this article. You can download, like, I'm looking at this Gucci Ghost GIF right now. I am looking at this Logan Paul um, Pokemon card right now. I can download it right now. And it'll have the same pixelation. It'll look the exact same as the original. So I'm just struggling trying to see how we got to this point to where this digital art is unique and it can be sold for some money. I could create something like a digital art right now and I can make it an NFT. But here's the thing. That person who buys it can 
branch out millions of copies all over the internet. They can put a link up and you can just have a download option for it, which just, in my opinion, it makes it less valuable, right? Like it doesn't make it valuable at all. Like NFT collecting, digital art collecting, what the fuck does that even mean? In this article, it said like, there's clout to having the original NFT that you bought for that kind of money. But who would want that kind of clout? Especially when you can download it and just copy it. Like, you, like you would have to have like a proof of authenticity. Because every copy is going to look the same. So you're going to have to have proof of authenticity that you bought this from the buyer. And then, I don't know, that just makes it even worse that you have to like walk around with a digital email or a piece of paper saying, yeah, I actually bought this and it's the original. And then like, what if your friend just pulls up the image online and then he's like, yeah, I got it too. Like that would make me feel like a piece of shit that I bought for 22, that I bought an NFT for $22,000. And then my friend in the blink of an eye just pulled up the exact same copy. Like, I don't see the... I don't see the point in NFTs and I understand this is an entire realm that I'm not familiar with and I'm just a moron that's going off a couple articles but I really do struggle to see the point like this article does say like it could be the future of art collecting which just goes back to my first point of that's not super far-fetched if we're gonna pay $18,000 for an invisible sculpture then maybe then maybe this isn't too far off the road. I'm looking at some more ridiculous uh, purchases for NFTs. Here's one of a animated purple cat that kind of looks like it has a dragon tail and it sold for $170,000. Good fucking lord. Uh, here's one, uh, a digital rock. It's literally just a picture of a rock. Um, obviously animated it's not like a live action picture it's an animated picture of a of a rock let's the what it looks like is that rock that spongebob rides in uh <clears throat> the pizza delivery episode and this one sold for forty six thousand three hundred dollars and it says it's a pet rock <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> is this like when Patrick has a pet rock that wants to win the race? That's how stupid I think NFTs are. I feel like I could take that screenshot of Rocky winning the race and I could sell it for a million dollars or something. I just don't understand like what makes an NFT so expensive. Like, like I think it has to be centered a lot around the artist, right? It has to. Or else there's just nothing someone saw a really nice animated rock and they're like i will pay money for this <laughs> i really do need to start getting into bitcoin or dogecoin or at least understand it so <clears throat> I, I i don't even know how to begin with bitcoin but since dogecoin was pretty recent isn't it like from the the dog meme right and that's what it is but it's a cryptocurrency right you know what? I don't, I'm going to look it up. I feel really dumb being 22 years old and not knowing what this is. And I'm sure there's some of you out there that are like, what the fuck? But I really do hope there's some 
there's some listeners out there that are like, yes, Evan, thank God, you're my saving grace. Please save me from not being in the know about this. Well, don't worry, because I don't have you here, because I'm reading this and it doesn't make any sense. Like, it kind of makes sense, but here, let me read it out for you. So the question is, what is a Bitcoin and how does it work? And it says a Bitcoin is a digital currency which operates free of any central control or the oversight of banks or governments. Instead, it relies on peer-to-peer software and crypto uh, cryptography. A public ledger records all Bitcoin transactions and copies are held on servers around the world. So I want to say it's you can kind of like exchange Bitcoins from one person to another without a third party involved is kind of what I'm getting from it. And I hope that's right. Uh, here's uh, how does Bitcoin make money? Uh, new Bitcoins are generated by a competitive and decentralized process called mining. This process involves that involves that individuals are rewarded by the network for their services. Bitcoin miners are processing transactions and securing the network using specialized hardware and are collecting new bitcoins in exchange. So I hope you guys understood that because I, to be honest, didn't get the entire thing. I think I understand it. Like you can do work in Bitcoin to earn bitcoins and then you can exchange it to people. I don't know. Like I said, I'm a moron. Uh, I'm going to look more into this when I'm not on the air and totally not under a lot of pressure. (laughs) Uh, There is what is Bitcoin in simple terms. Uh, Bitcoin often described as a cryptocurrency, a virtual currency, or a digital currency. It's a type of money that is completely virtual. It's like an online version of cash. People can send Bitcoins or part of one to your digital wallet, and you can send Bitcoins to other people. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I was kind of on track. Well, I was on track, yeah. So I figured that's what it was. I just need to figure out how you earn these Bitcoins. Like it says... um, what does it say? If you perform like a service for them, that's how you earn Bitcoin or something. I don't know. Dude, the market cap for Bitcoin is $1.149 trillion. Holy smokes. I wonder what happened to that guy that had like a... Didn't he have like millions or billions of dollars in his... uh Bitcoin bank or something and he couldn't remember his password and if you forget your password three times your all your crypto money goes away right like your Bitcoin money goes away I wonder what happened to that guy we'll have to do that for next episode I did look up Dogecoin just for the fuck of it and yeah so it's basically it's the same thing as uh, Bitcoin but it's just centered around a different thing you know it's it's centered around the dog meme and it's also a cryptocurrency now so I think I think Dogecoin is something I could get into just because of the meme. It's behind a funny meme that we all know and love. And it's just, it's fucking funny that it's a sarcastic, it literally says here, it's like a sarcastic meme coin. I think that's hilarious. So the reason I bring this up is because NFTs are part of the Ethereum blockchain, which it says right here, Ethereum is cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Dogecoin, which is why I looked it up for you guys. But its blockchain also supports these NFTs, which store extra information that makes them work differently from, say, an 
in ETH coin. It is worth nothing than other blockchains can implement their own version of NFTs. Wow. So I learned a lot today. I hope you guys did too. And with that, I am going to wrap up the podcast. It is 1145, so I got to get this baby out in under 15 minutes, which probably won't be possible, but we'll try. So as always, stay sexy and beautiful, you motherfuckers. And I will see you guys on Thursday. Thank you for listening to another episode of Under the Sun. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review to help spread the word. You can also follow Evan for more cool content on Instagram at evan.dixon.22. Until then, we'll see you under the sun. Peace.